Have you ever felt uh, the pressure just of life? Have you ever felt uh, pressure try to come on you? Well, I, I want to tell you this. The reason why pressure comes is to get your eyes off of your victory. And when we get our eyes off of our victory, we ultimately find ourselves in a place of defeat. Um, yeah. Pressure comes to try to get us to make a quick decision before we've sought the Lord, before we've had time to really think. Uh, pressure tries to get us out of fellowship with God and into our heads, into the situation, into, into looking at the problem. And, uh, and ultimately what ends up happening is we make a quick decision and... And when that decision doesn't work out, then we get frustrated. Pressure, tr pressure comes to get our eyes off of God. Yeah. And uh, you can put that in the comments. But, you know, uh, like what, what really happens a lot is yeah. pressure comes. And when we allow that pressure to kind of weigh us down, yeah. at least this is what, what I've recognized, um, you know, in the past when yeah. pressure has come, is that a lot of times I'll kind of retreat into my head. Pressure's there. And now I'm trying to figure things out on my own. And, yeah. and my thinking gets foggy. My thinking right. gets fuzzy. Um, you know, it's like static on a TV. You know, <laughs> it's just like I, I have a hard time really being able to process it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll just make a decision because this pressure's here. And yeah. I end up making the wrong decision and things go kapooey, you know. And then, yeah. and then I'm left kind of frustrated and irritated like, why did this happen? Why did, mm -hmm. why did this come about? And, and really the reason why, uh, why I entered into a place of just frustration and pressure mm -hmm. is really because I allowed that pressure to take over. Yeah. And, um, and so uh, really what we need to learn to do just as believers, just as human beings, is we need to learn yeah. how to handle pressure in a godly way. Yeah. Um, because we live in a world where pressure comes. We live in, especially in America today, like yeah. the culture of the day is really a culture of pressure, right? Yeah. Any commercial that comes on the screen, it's like you need to make do, make this decision now because it's like this decision is is you know the window yeah. to make this decision is closing and you have yeah. to do it now, right? Like there's that pressure, you know. Uh, whenever you know you go to buy a, a car, you know, like salesmen mm -hmm. are taught and trained to really bring pressure. Well, I have like three other people looking at this car right now, so right. you, you want to make that decision, right? They'll, yeah. they'll try, why are they doing that? Well, it's a worldly system of getting you to make a bad choice. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and the devil wants us to make bad choices. God wants us <laughs> yeah. to make good choices. You, you can put that yeah. in the comments. I mean, it's very simple, but the devil wants us to make bad choices. God wants us to make good choices. Yeah. And so what's the devil going to try to do? He's going to try to pressure us into making a split decision mm -hmm. uh, in that moment. And, and, and that, that's usually the moments where, where we miss it, where we mess up. If yeah. we allow that pressure to cause us to make a decision, when the reality is you don't really need to make a decision right now. You know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, uh, we, we have a bill coming up this Friday and I need to, I need to figure out what to do now. No, you don't really. Yeah. All you need to do is, is rest in the reality that God's leading you to triumph, yeah. you know, and, and that's really that's really the approach of what to do when pressure comes. But mm -hmm. when pressure comes, really, and, and this is what I want us to recognize re right here at the beginning is yeah. pressure is designed, worldly pressure comes to get us to make a decision before we've actually consulted the Lord. Right. And we don't want to yield to that worldly pressure. We yeah. don't want to yield to that, to, to, to the enemy who's trying to get us to make a bad decision. Yeah.
Well, it's important to realize first and foremost is that God doesn't lead by pressure. Yeah. He leads by peace. He says, yeah. let the peace of God reign yeah. in your heart. Let it reign and rule in your heart. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I know like as a baby Christian, I would be like, I would feel this pressure and think, is this God? Mm-hmm. You know, is this like, yeah. is this God? Like, you know, I just feel really nervous. I like need to make this decision right now. And is this like the lead of God? Like if I don't make yeah. it right now, I'm going to miss it. And mm-hmm. he's like, he's telling me this. And I would bring that to uh, my parents, and they would be like, no, God doesn't lead by pressure. God leads by peace. So do whatever that you have peace on in your heart, not because of pressure. Never make make a decision because of pressure. Mm -hmm. Whether you end up making the right decision by the mercy and grace of God or not, never make a decision because of pressure. And you can put that in the comments. Let this be a marker. Okay, now I know. Never make a decision based off of pressure because God doesn't lead by pressure. He leads by peace, and he's already told us this. But um, I, I, at the moment, the verse is slipping my mind, but there's the verse in Corinthians that says, no temptation shall overtake you, but such as is common to man. Is it 1 Corinthians 10, 13? Yeah. (laughs) Got it. Oh, oh. I mean, okay. I could have just said it, but, but it was <laughs> coming. It was coming. You could have. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's let's just go there actually, because yeah. I could quote it, but I'd rather just I'd rather go straight mm-hmm. to it. Yep. Um, I hope you enjoyed that moment of excitement. <laughs> I I got very excited. Um, it says, "No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man." And God is faithful. If you have your Bible in front of you right now, um, you can underline that that statement. That's what I've done in mine. It's a it's a very important. Yeah. God is faithful. Yeah. That is a this is just kind of like a little sidetrack, but it's important. This is a promise. Mm. God is faithful. Yeah. They're talking about in situations where there are pressures, where there are temptations. Mm-hmm. God is faithful, not God sometimes faithful. This this statement is an all the time promise. Yeah. In every situation where there is some kind of temptation, some kind of pressure, it says for every one of those, God is yeah. faithful. No matter what you're facing, no matter what we're facing, yeah. God is faithful Amen. who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able Never in our lives should we ever say again, this is too much for me. This is too much. I can't do it. Any statements like that, we should completely eliminate from our vocabulary because it's saying that what God said right here isn't true. He has promised right here. He will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we're able. But not only will he not let it be too much for us, With that temptation, he will provide a way of escape also. He's not sending the temptation, but that's from the devil, obviously. Pressure, temptations, all those things are from the enemy. Mm -hmm. But he knows that we're just going to face those because we're in a corrupted world. But he has ensured that there is a way of escape in every situation that we face. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with a temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. So what's important, I think, first and foremost is to realize that, you know, pressure and temptation, that's not God. That's that's the enemy. So that's not God leading. He does not lead by pressure. But secondly, it's important to realize 
that none of these pressures are too big for us. Yeah. And they're especially not too big for God. Yeah. God in us is so much bigger than any any pressure that we will ever face. Yeah. So we should never allow ourselves to feel overwhelmed, to feel like this is too much or any maybe maybe I'm just not. Even self-doubting is terrible because yeah. doubting God inside of us of well, I'm just not matured to the place yet. If only I had had more time to yeah have studied the scriptures on this or anything. If you're in this situation, then God inside of you, you can take it on and get out in victory. Yeah. Well, God doesn't think in limited terms, you know? Yeah. Like God doesn't speak in I can'ts or it's too much. Yeah. Like like how absurd would it be for God to say, well, you know, like I I want to help, but, but I can't really. Well, I mean, the only way he can is if we... Is if we refuse to let him, but you yeah. know, like God, God's not limited Mm-mm. in His thinking. There is yeah. nothing that is remotely difficult for God. The, Bible, yeah. the Old Testament, I believe it's in Numbers, says, "Is anything too hard for God?" Essentially, think of it this way: there is nothing even remotely difficult for God. You know, yeah, like nothing is too hard for God. So God yeah. doesn't think in the realm of I can't, I don't know if I'm able to do this. Yeah. He doesn't think in, in in that in that realm, and yeah. so we shouldn't think in that way. You know. Yeah. Uh, Basically, when we say, I can't do this, we're not speaking from God. Mm -mm. We're not speaking from our spirit. We're speaking from a worldly, corrupted perspective, right? Um, And basically what we're doing is we're yielding to pressure. We're yielding to a worldly pressure that's trying to tell us and convince us that we can't. When the Bible Mm -hmm. says the exact opposite, that all things are possible with God. All things are possible to him who believes. So when I say, I can't, I'm essentially saying God's a liar and God's wrong. And so we, yeah. we need to make sure that we don't say things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I, I just, I could never get on, go on a roller coaster. Well, that's not true. Yeah. You're calling God a liar when you say that. Yeah. Oh, I could never go to, uh, go. I could never be a missionary in a foreign country. <sighs> I could never uh, name my child that, you know, like things like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like basically when you say I can't, what you're doing is you're yielding to a pressure. Yeah. You're yielding to a worldly thing, and we're not yeah. called to yield to that. We're called to yield to the Spirit of God that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Why would we say, I can do, yeah, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but I can't do this. <laughs> you know, like, that's, yeah. either you can do all things or you can't do all things. Yeah. Either the Bible's true or it's not, and mm-hmm. it's true. So, you know, <laughs> so we shouldn't be thinking in, in this limited uh, mindset yeah. of I can't, because that's not the way God thinks, so that's not the way we should think. But again, pressure tries to come. Worldly pressure comes our way to get our eyes off of the reality that we can't. You know, well, it just seems like so much. Well, the weight is so much. I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to be able to pay this bill. I don't know how I'm going to be able to, to handle this situation. You know, well, you, you don't have to know. All yeah. you have to really do is ask him, right? Yeah. The Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask of God and he'll freely give it to you without reproach, yeah. right? Uh, that's what the Bible says. So, so even if I don't know what to do, God does. Yeah. So why should, I, why should I yield to the weight of the pressure when all I really need to do is enter into fellowship with him yeah. and he'll give me, give me the solution? That's you know, right. so so we shouldn't be thinking with a limited perspective of I can't do this. No, I can do all things through Christ, but it's only through Christ. I can't do all things yeah. in and of myself. And so when we say I can't, really what we're looking at is our own natural ability to handle it. 
I can't, I can't in my own natural flesh handle mm -hmm. it, but in him, I can do all things. Yeah. So what, let, yeah. let's not look at ourselves and our own ability. Let's look at him and his ability. And, yeah. and, in those, and when we do that, we can do all things through him. That's right. So, yeah. so, you know, when pressure comes, what we need to do is we need to come to him. We need to enter mm -hmm. into fellowship with him in that moment. You know, when people are saying, you need to make a decision and you need to make it now. Not, no, mm -hmm. I need to be in him. You yeah. know, I need to be in fellowship with the Lord. And Jesus did a, was a great example of that. Right. Right. In, in John chapter 8, when the Pharisees, you mm -hmm. know, brought the woman caught in adultery right before yeah. him, right? And, yeah. and, they're, and now they're saying, okay, uh, the law of Moses says we should stone her. What, what do you say, right? Yeah. They, they think they've got, they think they got him, yeah. right? They th oh, if he says stone her, then all the people that think he's merciful and loving are going to turn on him. And if he says, don't stone her, we caught him, you know, denying the law of Moses. Yeah. We got him, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, he, and Jesus, in that instant, just kind of stepped back, started write, writing in the sand, you know, started drawing in the dirt. Yeah. He, and, and the Bible says that they kept pressing him to answer. What does yeah. that mean? He wasn't answering them right away, right? Yeah. He was just stepping back, drawing. Now, now people will say that he was writing out their sins or, you know, diff, diff, or writing their names out or different things like that. But in reality, Jesus only said what he heard the Father say. Yeah. So, so what we know, according to that scripture, is that Jesus wasn't going to say something unless he heard the Father say it. Yeah. So people are pressuring him to and pressing him. Make a decision. Say something now. But the Bible says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, right? Yeah. So, so really, what Jesus was doing was he was being quick to listen, not to what everyone else was saying, but what, to what the Father was saying in that moment. Yeah. And so he wasn't just going to say something. Oh, man, they're pressuring me. I got to say something. Blah. Mm -hmm. well, well, you know, well, maybe Moses wasn't fully, oh, now I'm trapped <laughs> up, you know. No, Jesus wasn't trying to figure out what to say. He was just letting the Lord lead it. Okay, Lord, yeah. what, what, what do I say in this situation? Ooh, that's good. He who is without sin cast the first stone. Yeah. Oh, they had nothing to, against that, right? But, but yeah. Jesus was fully dependent and fully reliant on the Holy Ghost. In that's every right. situation, in every moment that, that, that he walked on, he, that he walked into, he was fully dependent and reliant on the Holy Ghost. That's yeah. why when people are pressing him, and, and, and pressing him to make a decision, he didn't just try to come up with the first thing that came into to his mind. Oh, well, you know, maybe, well, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, like he wasn't trying yeah. to figure it out. He just rested in the Lord, rested in the Holy Ghost. And the Lord gave him the word to say. And that's why, and that's why every single time Jesus was led in triumph. Yeah. Anytime they tried to trip him up, Jesus always had the perfect response. Yeah. And it wasn't because he was like, it wasn't because... He spent time in advance just meditating on every possible argument that people could bring against him and how he would respond in that. You know, because yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've been like sit like in the shower yeah. or, or like just like driving in the car thinking on every possible scenario, every possible outcome or every possible yeah. argument that people could bring against <laughs> me, you know, and how would I respond to this? How would I respond to this? Oh, and I, now I'm winning all these arguments in my head, and I think I'm so clever. But then, in, in reality, it never happens that way. People bring up questions that I never thought about. You know, Here, yeah. Here's the thing. Didn't Jesus yeah. say to his disciples when he sent them out, like saying, hey, you're going to be sent before you know, in, in the synagogues, and they're mm -hmm. going to be questioning you. 
don't worry about what they're going to say. Don't yeah. worry about what you're going to say. What's he say? Don't come up with all these fabricated yeah. arguments in your head, you know, trying to figure out what you're going to say in those moments. He said, don't worry about what you're going to say. The Holy Ghost will give you what to say in those yeah. moments. Yeah. And Jesus lived that out, right? And, yeah. when, and when the Holy Ghost wasn't saying speak, many times Jesus just didn't say anything, especially mm -hmm. whenever he was before his accusers, right? Yeah. Like Jesus was only dependent on what's the Holy Ghost telling me to say in that moment. Yeah. And because of that, he always left people astonished and amazed. Like, oh, yeah. wow, he's so smart. Like, <laughs> like oh, great, now, now I feel dumb for trying to... For trying to trip him up yeah. in this thing, you know. Yeah. But he was fully reliant on the Holy Ghost, and that's exactly what we need to be: fully dependent and fully reliant on. If the Lord's not telling me to say something, or if the Lord's not telling me to do something, mm -hmm. I'm just going to trust that He's leading me into triumph and do what He tells me to do. Right. In those moments where that pressure tries to come. Yeah. 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 Well, it's important to realize in that in that story you know jesus i think sometimes we'd be like well he was able to do that because he was jesus mm -hmm. uh he didn't feel the pressures but he doesn't know the pressures that i feel in situations like that and the truth is he became a man with a man's flesh he felt the same pressures that we would in that situation yeah. of people pressing him for answers like give we asked you a question give me an answer yeah you know i would feel pressured in that situation and yeah. I'm sure his flesh did too. Yeah. But the thing is, like we said at the beginning, never make a decision based off of that pressure. And yeah. despite feeling those pressures, and that, it wasn't just from one person. Yeah. It was a whole group of them all pressing him, answer us, answer us, answer us. He did not fold to their pressures. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't flip out if he didn't hear Holy Spirit tell him an answer right yeah. at the beginning. Because mm -hmm. sometimes what I've done is, okay, Lord, uh, what do I say right now? And then if I haven't heard it in 0.5 seconds, oh, no, what have I done? Why am I not hearing him right now? Yeah. Did I do something wrong? Am I, like, have I, like, put a whole brick wall between me and the mm -hmm. Lord and yeah. start just flipping out? And now we're out of faith. <laughs> it, now we're out of faith. Now, of course, now I've pulled yeah. myself out of the peace of God. So yeah. how am I going to hear from him if I'm not abiding in him? Yeah. I've pulled myself directly out of that yeah and it's important to see how he reacted because mm -hmm. he was our perfect yeah. example yeah and so even when he might not have heard an answer right off the bat he stayed in peace yeah he didn't he didn't let anything yeah. take his peace away yeah and i i truly i mean obviously god has a reason for everything they there was probably a reason for him not telling him the answer or even telling him, wait a second, and then I'll give you the answer. Yeah. Uh, that pause, I don't know why, but there was probably a reason that mm -hmm. they needed that. Yeah. He, the Pharisees needed to stop and think for a second, and yeah. then they could swallow whatever he was going to say. Or mm -hmm. I don't Who yeah. knows? Oh, the Lord knows. Yeah. But he has a re He knows everything. He has yeah. a reason for everything, and yeah. he's promised that he will answer us yeah. in every situation. He'll always provide a way of escape. So there's no reason for us to fret or to worry. Yeah. Well, th look at the situation when uh, Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus that, hey, yeah. Jesus, Lazarus, the one you love, he, he's dying, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, they're only two miles away from, from yeah. Lazarus at this point, right? And, and Jesus gets this message and says, thank you. Okay. 
Let's continue doing what we're doing, right? Yeah. And now the disciples are like, well, well, Jesus, if Lazarus is sick, oh, well, he's sleeping. Oh, well, if he's sleeping, he'll get better. No, he's dead. <laughs> you know? But like, but Jesus yeah. continued what he was doing. Why? Because the Lord didn't tell him to go right. at that moment, right? And, yeah. you know, imagine one of your best friends is dying. How yeah. much pressure is that? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you're Jesus. Everyone's looking to you, yeah. at, you know, to, to, to fix the situation. Yeah. But Jesus can just continue doing what he was doing. For the mm-hmm. next, four, at least four days. That's right. You know, he and, and now everyone's like, and Jesus is like, all right, let's go. You know, l- let's go over there. Yeah. And you know, he knows at this point Lazarus has been dead for four days. So now they take the two mile walk. You know, to 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 go over there. Yeah. And and Jesus is Jesus arrives. Like I mean, think about the pressure. Now everyone's like, Jesus, it's too late. Yeah. I mean, now now there's one thing about like, hey, there's a bill due this Friday, and yeah. and that pressure. Of it's coming up, it's coming up, it's coming up. Now what? But what about the bill was due last Friday? Yeah. You know, like, not, like there's one thing about hey, the window's closing. There's a there's a whole nother yeah. like feeling of pressure when the window's passed. You know, <laughs> and it's yeah. like, well, well, like it's too late. The window's closed. Well, has it? Is yeah. it too late? You know, like because a lot of times when when what we th- like the time God doesn't yeah. operate on worldly timetables. A That's lot of times we truth. think He does. But yeah. he doesn't. So, like, if the bill comes and goes, like, we shouldn't let pressure come. Hey, yeah. God's able to pay the bill and the late fee and give me an extra $10 billion. You know, like, yeah. he's, he's not limited by that. You know, like, if, if he puts an extra, like, $100,000 on top of that, like, who cares if, if it was a little bit delayed? You know, like, it, yeah. and, and by delayed, delayed in our, our own right. mind, you know. Right. But Lazarus has been dead for four days, and everyone come and... and you know, you can tell they've been talking about it. If only yeah. Jesus was here, you know, he he would be like, what what yeah. the heck is Jesus doing? Why? You you know that they were talking about it because Mary and Martha both had the exact same response to Jesus. Jesus, if you'd only been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. You know, yeah. if you'd only been here, why weren't you here? Right? Yeah. And Jesus is getting irritated at this point. He's like, at, at what point do I stop being the resurrection and the life? Right? That's at what point truth. do I, you know, yeah. do I stop being faithful? And Jesus, yeah. you know the story. Jesus comes in, raises Lazarus from the dead, and now, yeah. now so many people come to Jesus. So many people begin to believe in Jesus. So much so that now the Pharisees aren't just conspiring to kill Jesus; they're conspiring to kill Lazarus. You know, yeah. because because this is this was such a huge testimony. Yeah, you know, it wasn't over. Four days after Lazarus was dead, you know, it wasn't done. It yeah. wasn't finished. You know, God was still doing something. He was still working. Yeah. But, but you know, like, th- talk about pressure. I mean, like, Christmas is coming up, you know. We're, yeah. we're all buying Christmas gifts for family members and for friends. And we also have bills to pay, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. and there can be all that pressure of how am I going to be able to do this? How am I going to yeah. be able to, to make the, these things happen, yeah. you know, uh, to... To provide for my kids the gifts that they want, but also to provide for my kids the home with the heat and the you know all these things. <laughs> yeah. And there can be a pressure uh, yeah. in that aspect uh, of having to provide that, or we can just recognize God's my provider. I don't have to yield to that pressure, yeah. you know. Or there's also Christmas seasons coming around. There's also pressure from family, right? Yeah. Like, hey, you know, this could be the last time that we're all together for for a year. We'd really like for you to come over and, and you mm-hmm. know do this. You know, and it really mean a lot to me. Well, you know, they mean well, but what yeah. they don't recognize is they could be adding pressure. You know, yeah. this could be our last Christmas with grandma. You know, that's pressure. Yeah. That's evil, honestly. Yeah. You know, but uh, that's trying to pressure people to make a decision 
yeah. based on the circumstance, not based on what's the Lord leading me to do in that moment. Right. You know, and so we'll hear things like that. And, and that yeah. pressure will be, well, I don't want to disappoint my family and I don't want to dis- disappoint my friends. And I don't want to offend them either in this situation. Yeah. But I got to do what the Lord tells me to do. So, yeah. so a lot of times we're like, well, I'll just make a decision to appease my family rather than I'll acknowledge the Lord in all things and he'll direct my paths. You know, yeah. God wants to lead you onto straight paths. But when mm-hmm. we yield to pressure, our paths get crooked and wonky and messed up. <sighs> Yeah. Because we start making decisions based on, well, I don't want to offend people. Well, yeah. you know, I, I want to make sure that my family is happy. You know, and so as a, as a Christmas gift, I'll, I'll do this for them rather than uh, do what the Lord's telling me to do. Yeah. I, I want you to hear this. This is probably important for someone to hear. The most loving thing you can do for your family is mm-hmm. be obedient what, to what God's telling you to do. Yeah. Because uh, the Bible says, this is how you love one another by keeping my commands. That's what Jesus says. Right. So the most loving thing I can do for my family is what God's telling me to do. Like if, if honestly, the most unloving thing I can, sometimes the most unloving thing I can do for my family is be there for Christmas. If God's telling me to do something else, I'm not operating in love anymore because I'm not operating in obedience. Yeah. And so, and so when that pressure comes, I need to make sure that I'm doing what God's telling me to do. And, and if God's not telling me to be there, I can say, yeah. hey, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't come. You yeah. Know? Like, but I don't really have any, th- logic might say, you don't have anything else scheduled. <laughs> uh, yeah. But if God's saying, if God is writing in my spirit, mm-hmm. no, this isn't right. You, you should not be yeah. there. Then I can't be there. I cannot yeah. do, I cannot be disobedient to God. So I can say, right. I'm sorry, but I can't come. Right. You know? Uh, can can I converse it for a second, or can, that is that the right thing? Can, can yeah, can can I just flip it for a second? Yeah. As much as we, as much as it's it's not right for people to put pressure on us, it's not right for us to put pressure on people. Mm-hmm. You know, we shouldn't be putting that pressure on on people as well. That's right. Hey, well, this is what I would really like you to do. You know, that like I shouldn't be doing that. Well, yeah. Can can I give like an example of something that we've probably all done? And this is a small thing, but welcome to. Communi- how to communicate 101. <laughs> you know, don't send a text to someone saying, hey, what are you going to do this Saturday? Hey, what are you doing this Saturday? That's pressure. Like, uh, subconsciously, we're putting pressure on people by saying, hey, what are you going to do this Saturday? Well, that entirely depends on what you're going to say next, you know? <laughs> like, if, if I just leave it wide open in that aspect and not tell them why I'm asking the question, mm-hmm. I, I'm instantly putting them in a pressure-filled situation. Yeah. Because really, that depends on, well, one, what's the Lord telling me to do? And it also depends on priorities, right? Yeah. Like, like, let's say this Saturday I'm planning to go on a date with my wife, and you send me a text saying, hey, what are you going to do? This? Hey, do you have any plans this Saturday? Well, it, it, that really depends on, on what you're about to say yeah. next. Because if, if you're going to say, well, my, my dog's turning 15, and we want to have a quinceanera, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not going to cancel my date night with my wife for your dog's quinceanera, you know. But if you say, hey, this Saturday, um, this, like, this Saturday is really the only time I have free, and I'm, I'm really dealing with something, and I, yeah. need, I, need, I need to talk with you. Okay, my wife and I can rearrange our schedule for some, for, you know, for, for yeah. your soul, you know. And so, yeah. and so that's why we really need to n- not subconsciously or unintentionally put pressure on people, you know, yeah. in those ways. And that's why it's really good for us to communicate well, right? Yeah. Like, hey, what are you doing this Saturday? We're thinking about this, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, um, yeah. like, 
we have this, oh, I'm sorry, like I actually have a date planned for my wife, you know. Um, but, but we don't want to be pressuring other people to make a decision. Hey, yeah. uh, I need to hear from you today. Now, like there might be times when, when you know, yeah. when things are timely and situations like that, but we need to make sure that we're communicating in a way that is not adding pressure to people, mm -hmm. um, but in a way that's really helping lead them to being led by God. Hey, yeah. uh, can, can, I want you to take, take, take a couple minutes, pray, seek the Holy Ghost on this, and I'll, I want to hear your leading by the end of the day. Yeah. You know, like that's a whole different thing. Like enter into fellowship with the Lord. Um, and, and, you know, yeah. but we want to make sure we're being led uh, by yeah. the Lord in that. We don't want to put pressure on people because, again, God put in the comments. I know you said this already. Mm -hmm. God doesn't lead us by pressure. He leads us by peace. He yeah. doesn't lead us by pressure. He leads by peace. The Bible says you will be led forth in peace. Yeah. You know, uh, let the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts. Yeah. Right? He leads them. Uh, he keeps them in perfect peace whose eyes are steadfast on him. Those are yeah. three scriptures right there to help, yeah. to help you kind of recognize God doesn't lead me by pressure. He leads me by peace. That's right. Yeah. And I can't tell you, like, just as living, walking examples of this, how many times growing up I've watched my parents do this correctly and not, like, not to toot their horn for them, but uh, toot toot because I've watched them do it right so much, it's, it's taught me yeah. how to respond to things. Mm -hmm. And like, I can't tell you how many different times we've had so many, like, like so many things to do on one weekend. And I've watched them pray over a situation and us actually like, you know, maybe there's conflicting timelines and we can only do one out yeah. of two or three things. And I've watched us do the thing that seemed a lot less important, mm -hmm. like, a, you know, a lot less important. And I've, I've questioned, like, okay, why are we doing this when we could do this basically, like, you know, anytime really, or we get to see these people a lot, but we don't get to see these people a lot. Why are yeah. we doing this? And it's all totally not based off of logic, like mm -hmm. what we were talking yesterday, yeah. but based off of being led. That's yeah. what we see Jesus do. That's what he tells us to do. Mm -hmm. It's just being led. Yeah. Being led by the peace of God, let it ruin your heart, whether you know why or not. And I'll tell you, the world doesn't operate like this. Yeah. So not everyone is going to understand. Not yeah. everyone in your life is going to understand. And it, it'll probably happen that people will be confused and possibly even upset at that. And that, that's not our fault. Someone can always, there comes a point where you can't go to something or another and someone gets upset and we cannot be in control of people's flesh. That's up to them whether they get upset or not. But it is up to us whether we're led or not. Yeah. And that is up to us. And we can't yeah. take weight on other, from other people's flesh because we're led. And that was something that I did not do well at first. But it's, it's really important because if we are, we are weighed down by other people's flesh, because we're led, that's pressure, you know, yeah. and that's, that's making decisions because of pressure. And then that is going completely off of what God's word is telling us to do. We're getting off of that path and it's going to lead to ultimately not the perfect best plan for us yeah. because it's not what God's telling us to do. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times we've had 
things that we have not gone to because the Lord has told us just not this time. And people have been upset and we've had to be okay with that. Yeah. And it's it's not just because like we're us. This is for everybody. We all need to be led in, in everything we do, big or small, even the small things. Yeah. It's important to be led. Yeah. And if people get upset, they get upset. But we will. We need to be led by that peace. Yeah. And that peace. And that peace. Even in even in you know. I know you were talking about the um how we like respond to people and stuff. And I like, I remember grabbing a hold of that one day and then like overthinking it and like, oh no, I need to make sure I don't add pressure to someone. And even in that, we need to be led by peace and just do exactly what the word says of, you know, just thinking before we send something. Don't just like, don't don't send things or don't like say things without thinking. You know, the word says that. I think Paul says that, you know, don't speak before you think. And it's just important just to be led in all things that we do. Yeah. And it's not like a, a micromanaging, you know, okay, Lord, do I take one step forward? Yeah. Okay, yes. No, it's just, it's just being led. If he's, if he's told you, which, you know, if, if you're a child, you know, he's, you need to go to school. It's illegal not to. So you know you need to go to school every day. You don't, Lord, is it your will that I go to school today? It is Monday morning, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But... Be led in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, again, like God doesn't lead us by pressure. He leads us by peace. But, you know, we could also fall into like a wrong ditch. Like you were kind of starting to allude to like of kind of a spiritual laziness. Well, the Lord hasn't told Mm -hmm. me to do anything. Like if the (laughs) Lord hasn't told you to do something, really don't do it. But we can get to a place where we're not actually even in fellowship or seeking him. And because of that, we're not hearing anything. Because of yeah. that, we're not doing anything. And because we're not doing anything, we're becoming unproductive. And because of that, we think we're being spiritual, but we're actually being lazy. Yeah. You know? So there, there yeah. can be another ditch uh, in that where, like, like today, I, you know, I'll, like, I'll pray on, like, don't be a, a religious liar and say, I'll pray on that and, don't, and not pray on it. You know, yeah. that's, that's lying and that's bad. You know, <sighs> like, sometimes we're like, yeah. oh, I don't really want to do that. But I'm a Christian, so I'll pray on it. I'll, I'll pray about it. You know, yeah. like we'll, we'll use that as like a, an excuse yeah. Or, yeah. or like a reason to not go. You know, it, so much so that that's become like the Christian no. Yeah. Uh, is that's I'll, the I'll truth. pray about that, you know, which is bad. <laughs> like there, that <laughs> shouldn't so be bad. like I'll pray about it shouldn't be like a stereotypical no. It know? shouldn't be a negative thing. Yeah. No, it should be a, a godly thing. Well, yeah. That's why, you know, what I've learned to say is, you know what, I'm, I'm going to pray about that and I'm going to seek the Lord on it. And whatever he tells me to do, I'm, that's what I'll do. You know, yeah. like whenever you like yeah. add a little bit to it and say, oh, I'll pray on it, you know, like, you know, yeah. like that, that can really yeah. help alleviate. OK, they're actually being intentional on hearing from the Lord. You know, yeah. some some people won't take it that way, but that, really that's up to them. Mm-hmm. But um, but really what what we want to make sure that we're doing is. We want to make sure that we're be in active fellowship with the Lord, right? Jesus says, come to me, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, yeah. right? So if we're in him, we're in rest, right? Yeah. If I'm in him, I'm in rest. If I'm apart from him, I'm, in, I'm weary, I'm heavy laden. Why am I weary and heavy laden? Because I'm trying to hold up all this pressure and all this weight, when yeah. the Bible says, cast your cares on me because I care right. for you, right? That's right. So that's what it looks like to come to him. God, 
this weight and this pressure is trying to be here. Uh, take it. I give it to you. Like, I, I, I think it was, who was it? Like Hezekiah that got yeah. a letter? Uh, king Hezekiah. I, it could be him. It could be a completely different king. It could be whatever. But uh, he got this letter. There was a king in the Old Testament, received a letter saying, hey, we're going to come and destroy you. You know, that, that's my paraphrase. And, that's um, a good voice. And, uh, and what did he do? He went into the temple. Yeah. Like, there was a burden. There was a care right here. He went into the temple, put it on, on the altar, yeah. and, said, and basically said, God, you see this, you see this letter mm-hmm. you know, that we just received. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> like, you know, what are we going to yeah. do about this? And God said, don't worry about it. Yeah. And the, the threat was fruitless, you know? Yeah. Now, he could have taken that and worried and feared and like, oh, man, what are we going to do? We need to set up the battalions. We need to set up, you know, we need to bring in extra watchmen. We need to, we need to make sure that, you know, he could have done all this fear yeah. and all this worry and done all these things in preparation for an attack that never came. Yeah. You know? Or he could have been like, God, what are we going to do about this? God said, don't worry about it. Okay, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. And then the attack never came, you know? Yeah. Like, so, so... A lot of times, the devil will throw a threat or, mm-hmm. you know, a thought our way, and then we spend all this time pressuring and worrying and worrying and worrying about something that yeah. never actually ends up happening. And it yeah. all worked out in the end, but we spent all this time worrying about it. Yeah. And Jesus said, don't worry about anything. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? You know? Yeah. He's basically saying worry is worthless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, put that in the comments. Worrying is worthless. Yeah. It adds absolutely no value to the situation. It just makes you miserable through the process. That's the truth. You know, yeah. uh, but Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, right? Yeah. Uh, and you will find rest for your souls. He says, take my, now, now hear this, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble at heart. Yeah. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. So in him, there is yeah. a yoke. In him, there is a burden. And him, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So if we're actually in fellowship with God, he's going to be telling us stuff. You yeah. Know? If we're in fellowship with God, he's not going to just be silent, right? Yeah. Again, going back to James 1, 5, you know, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask and I'll give it to you, yeah. right? What does that mean? That means he'll actually give us wisdom <laughs> when we ask of him, you know, what? and when we ask in faith, right? Because yeah. then he goes on, but when you ask, ask in faith and don't doubt because mm-hmm. the one who doubts is like this... Is like a wave tossed mm-hmm. by the sea, right? They shouldn't yeah. expect to receive anything from the from the Lord, right? And that the context of that is is seeking the Lord for wisdom, yeah. right? Yeah. So when I'm seeking God, God, what do I do? What do I say in this situation? I should have a full confidence, according to James chapter one verse five, that God's going to give me wisdom in this mm-hmm. situation on what to do, you know. And and so uh, so if I'm in fellowship with the Lord, He's going to give me wisdom yeah. on what to do. It's not going to be. Well, I'm asking God, and he's not, and he's now, there, there's one thing about, you know, I'm yeah. in active fellowship with the Lord, and the Lord's not telling me to do something, so I'm not going to do something. There's another thing when I, I believe I'm in fellowship with the Lord, and the Lord never tells me anything, you know? Yeah. Like, there might be, because, you know, there's, there's the story with, I believe it was uh, Kenneth Hagin, right? Mm-hmm. And he was ministering at a church, and, you know, and the pastors got a report that, uh, it was either their daughter or their niece. So some relative yeah. got on a bus, but but then when at, whenever they went to pick them up at the stop, they weren't on the bus anymore, you yeah. know. And they were afraid. And Kenneth Hagen was like, "Don't worry about it. If if something was wrong, the Lord would have showed me. They right. probably just got off at the wrong stop, you know, and it'll yeah. work out. Yeah. And it worked out, right? And so basically, in that situation, he said, "Don't worry about it. God would 
God would have told me if something was off. You know, he yeah. had that confidence in his fellowship with the Lord, yeah. you know, on what to do. Yeah. And he had that peace in his heart, yeah. right? And he was being led by that peace. Yeah. Now, but, you know, some of us, we can, we can like, go to the lazy side of it and be like, yeah, I'm in fellowship with the Lord, but the Lord's really not ever telling me to do anything. Oh, I don't have, lead-. like, like um, I guess in context of us, you know, every mm-hmm. single morning we're like, all right, what's our leading for the word, right? This morning, mm-hmm. all right, what's our leading for the word? If I never have a leading for the word, something's off, you know? Yeah. But the Lord could be speaking to somebody else, but if yeah. I never have leading, I'm probably not it's... in the fellowship with the Lord that yeah. I should be, you know? And so I say all of that to say, there's, there's some ditches that, you know, that, or yeah. some defaults that we can go to. Sometimes our default can be, well, I just need to do something because yeah. I'd rather not do nothing and we're in, a, in our works. And then there's yeah. other, the other uh, default of, well, you know, I'll just go with the flow and not really seek the Lord and just see how it works out. That also doesn't work, you know. No. It's, it's, it all boils down to I need to be in active fellowship with the Lord. Yeah. And when I'm in fellowship with the Lord... He'll, he'll teach me. He'll yeah. guide me. He'll lead me. He'll give me wisdom in the situation. Mm-hmm. And in every situation, right? Don't, uh, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. All right, God, we're being yeah. led. We're moving. And it's not like, a God, I'm not going to move until you say something, but I'm going to continue in fellowship with Him. Continue doing yeah. what He's called me to do. And then He'll lead me. And then he'll give me that wisdom. I'm acknowledging him, and he's directing my, my, my steps. He's redirecting my steps. And I know that as I'm in that fellowship with him, he's always leading me into triumph. Yeah. And there was, there was a point you made I wanted to expound on. You talked about when, when pressures come, we have often, I think every one of us have done this, have taken that on as our yeah. job to handle. Yeah. Okay, Lord, um, tell me how I should handle this. Or, you know, we, we've just taken that on. You're talking about Hezekiah and getting that letter and yeah. stuff. How I think we've all, at least at one point in our lives, not today, but at one point, have, yeah. have taken that or received that, that problem, that opportunity, yeah. that decision that needs to be made, that situation, whatever it is, and take it in, on as ours. And that's how we've thought of everything that we've been handed, whether it's a situation, decision to be yeah. made, whatever it is. Yeah. We've taken it on as ours, and that's how we viewed it. Yeah. But that is not how God has told us to do. That's not yeah. how God views it. And that's why he says, you know, cast all your cares on me because I care for you. Yeah. You know, at, at one point I would have thought, you know, if I were like to bring it and like, all right, Lord, like what are you going to do about this? It would have been, like, presumptuous and, like, oh, my goodness, that feels very rude. Like, we're going to—I think we think about it like God's a human. And, you know, I'm not going to tell my friend about my worries and ask them, you know, because I don't want to burden them. Mm -hmm. Like, God's going to be overburdened by our problems. (laughs) He made the universe, and I think we've forgotten that. Yeah. I think we've forgotten that some days. I know I have, but— Hear my voice screaming in your head (laughs) the next time. He made the universe. No problem that we face will ever be too big for him. No problem that we face will ever be too big for him. And we're not called to handle it. He's the only one anointed 
to yes. handle it. <laughs> yes, yeah. he hasn't told us to handle it on our own, to become yeah. an island and okay, yeah. I've given you all the tools, now you figure it out. Yeah. No, he hasn't called us to handle it on our own. Yeah. He's called us to rest in him, to cast any, any cares on yeah. him. Because he cares for us. He's told us to do that. Yeah. Cast all your worries. Cast all your anxieties. Cast all those cares. Get them out. Get them off of you. He's yeah. told us to do that. Cast it all on him. Yeah. And we've thought that we've, we would burden him down or that we were like, you know, Lord, I know you've got enough to handle. This is small. I should be able to handle this on my own. You know, I'm, I'm a big girl. I'm a big boy. I can handle this. This is just a small bill. Uh, or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's pride. Yeah, that's pride. Yeah. Well, and, and and here's the thing that does that. A lot of times we think if I do this right and if I handle this right, it'll make God happy. Yeah. But that doesn't require faith, and without faith, it's impossible yeah. to please God. So, like, if yeah. I'm trying to, okay, I'm just going to handle this on my own and, and make God proud. Yeah. We're not doing that. You know, we, we think we are, but yeah. we're actually, honestly, he's, he's probably like up in heaven like, hey, I have the solution, and what you need is yeah. faith to overcome this situation. Yeah. You need me. I, I want you to be in me anyway. You know, I want to yeah. help you do this. You know, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if I'm trying to do it on my yeah. own strength, I'm not utilizing faith in <laughs> God to yeah. help me do it. I'm like, God, I'm going to do this for you. There's a difference between doing something for God and doing something with God. You know, like if I'm trying to do this for him, I'm doing it in in my own strength and I'm not pleasing him. But if I'm doing it with him, I'm actually operating in what I've been designed to operate in. Right. Like we are designed to to receive help from God and to flow with with him. We're designed to be in fellowship with him. We're designed to do everything from him. Because if I do it in, in my own strength, God's not getting the glory anymore. I'm yeah. getting the glory because I did it. I got it. I did it right. Yeah. Look at me, God. Oh, God's like, I don't want people to look at you. I want people to look at me. You know? Yeah. Like, like, so, which is why, you know, we, we get 1 Corinthians 10, 13, right? Mm-hmm. There's no situation that's come upon you that's, that's uh, not common to mankind, but God is faithful. The whole premise of this is look yeah. to God. Look up. Right. Look, like David said, I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. You know, he's the source. He gets the glory. So I'm not going to look at myself and my ability to get it done, because then whenever I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this and I'm going to please God. And then when that fails, (laughs) right now, now we're like, oh, no, now I'm a failure. Now, 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 now I now I can't even bear to look at God, you know, and and we feel guilty and condemned and ashamed when when all we really are supposed to do, and now we're weary and heavy laden, right? Yeah. When all we need to do is come to him. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, heavy laden and I will give you rest. All yeah. we got to do is come to him, and that's where the solution is found. Yeah. That's where, the, that's where the, the answers are. Not when yeah. we try to figure it out on our own, but when we come to him, that's where we find true solutions. That's where we find help. That's where the pressure is finally relieved off of our shoulders because we recognize I'm not anointed to, to, to fix this, you know, yeah. God's anointed to fix this. And yeah. so I'm going to come to him and I'm going to rely on him and he'll give me the wisdom and he'll give me the way of escape, right? That's he'll right. give me the way out according to the first uh, Corinthians 10, 13. But when That's I operate right. in my own logic, which is what we talked about yesterday, right? Yeah. We don't want to operate in our own logic. 
I'll find my, I'll find the problems just keep cycling and cycling and cycling, <sighs> right? Yeah. Like they just keep coming around. Maybe, maybe, maybe it seems like one of them goes away, but then another one keeps coming. And yeah. there's always this endless cycle and I can never find the way of escape. Mm-hmm. But whenever I trust in him, all of a sudden that cycle is broken. Yeah. The pressure is re- alleviated because a door of escape is opened up. Because yeah. now I'm like, oh, God, God's the one who provides the way of escape, not me. Yeah. So whenever I do things his way, that, es- that way of escape comes out. I can enter in through that door, and then I can walk in peace. Yeah. He's the one anointed to help me. Yeah. yeah. We've, I think, I think... We can't actually view situations and pressures and bringing them to God correctly without a good, like, just a good relationship with Him, a good abiding with Him. Because as we learn to abide in Him, as we learn to have a relationship with Him, we realize that we're doing life together with Him. He's with us every step of the way. So it's not he's up there and I'm down here and he's wanting me to succeed down here by myself. So one day I can get up to him and show him, here's everything that I did for you. Yeah. I think that's how we viewed it without realizing how much relationship he wants with us. Yeah. And as we start to get a, re- a revelation of our relationship with him, of how much of a relationship he wants with us right now. Yeah of Holy Spirit being with us every second of every day, yeah. we start to realize we're doing this life yeah. with Him yeah. the whole time, mm-hmm. side by side. He's in me guiding my every step of the way. And as we start to get that revelation, we view things differently. Yeah. So it's no longer, oh, Lord, I'm burdening you down by bringing you my problems like like, I'm sorry to bring you one more problem. I've already brought you enough problems today, um, so I'm really sorry about that. But it's we're doing it together, and that's, that's the correct viewpoint. Yeah. And then as, you know, opportunities should come up or anything like that, which he knows are going to come up. Like we've yeah. said, we live in a corrupted world, so things are going to come up. But then it's not, oh, man, I'm... I'm burdening the Lord down by bringing him my problems. Like, yeah. is this one too important? Because I want to, like, I want to save a problem so that when something's really important, I can bring that one up to him and I'm mm. not brought too many up already. Mm. It becomes something, okay, we're in this together. All right, Lord, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Okay, this bill came up. Well, I know you told me to sow extra in the offering on Sunday. So it, it appears that I don't, that, you know, we don't have the funds to pay this right now. So, Lord... How are, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Show me how. Lord, you make a way. I, yeah. I don't know how it will, but show me in the right time yeah. what you want me to do. If you want me to move money around right now, if you want me to invest in something, you know, yeah. if you want me to do whatever, just tell me. But, you know, we're in this together. Yeah. And that's a different viewpoint. It may seem small, but it changes everything yeah. because it's no longer, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry to bring you one more thing. It's we're in this together. He wants to help us. Yeah. He wants to help us. Yeah. That's the thing. He wants to give us the answer, but he's, he's not going to force it on yeah. us. He's not going to. He's waiting for us to bring it to him. He's told, you know, bring all of your stuff to me. I have the 
answers. I want to give them to you. Just bring it to me. That's yeah. what he wants. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not a burden for us to bring it to him. It's not anything like that. He's asking us to. He wants to do life with us. He wants us to bring that stuff to him yeah. so he can give us the answer. So it's easy and light all the time. We're yeah. abiding in him, doing our whole lives with him. Yeah. So, like, honestly... Why don't we do that now? You yeah. know, like if there's if there's a situation yeah. that you might be going through, or like there might be a bill coming up, there might be a pressure that's been trying to be there, or things might be hunky dory. And they may, is that a southern thing? Hunky dory. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Things might be perfectly great. Yeah. Um, and and you're like, you know what? Like things are going well, and like you might even like there might be that, but there might be that like subtle pressure of, but. You know, things might be, <laughs> things are going really well, but eventually things are going to take a southern turn. You know, like that, that like demonic thought. Yeah. Um, you know, like, but, but at the same time, you know, uh, you know, how, how pastor says all the time, like, don't wait till the battle to load your weapon, right? That's right. Yeah. We need to make those decisions today so that like, if a situation rises up tomorrow, yeah. we are already fully equipped and prepared to handle it quickly. Not to... That that the second our pressure tries to come, we yeah. recognize it and we completely cast it on the Lord yeah. instantly before we have time to start letting it take us out and, yeah. and you know weigh us down. So let's yeah. take let's yeah. take this very moment right here, right now. Let's cast our cares on the Lord. Let's yeah. any pressure that might be, have been any decisions that you might have to make. You might even have to make the decision in the next hour. And you're like, you know what? I don't have time to pray. I need to make this. I need to find this decision out. No, you you don't have time not to pray, right? This is the time yeah. to enter into that fellowship with the Lord and let Him give you that wisdom and that, and let Him yeah. bestow peace on you. And, and what we're gonna believe uh, is that coming out of this prayer, that God's gonna that the peace of God's gonna enter in because the Bible says in Philippians four. Uh, what? Look, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Be anxious for nothing, 4-6. Be anxious yeah. for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus. If we enter into a time of prayer and come out of that time of prayer more anxious and worried than, we, than when we came in, we didn't pray right. Yeah. But uh, or Thanksgiving was lacking. We were just kind of yeah. complaining or bringing up the problem and the pressure. But let's come in, come to him in faith, believing and fully assured that he's giving us wisdom and that he's showing us uh, uh, the way out and that he's providing a way of escape and that he's providing that wisdom. And when we are assured, Thanksgiving is going to come out of our mouth and peace is going to enter in. So let's pr let's yeah. pray right now. Let's pray right now. Yeah. Well, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. God, I thank you that you hear us today. I thank you, Lord, that you always hear us. God, when we pray according to your will, we have the very things that we ask according to your word in 1 John. And God, according to your word, your word says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. And you will give it to us freely without yeah. rebuke. You're not upset when we ask you. You're happy when we ask you, God. Your word says, come boldly before the throne of grace so that we can receive help in time of need. And so, Father, right now, we come boldly before your throne with thanksgiving. Yeah. And we thank you, Lord, that you're giving us answers. So, mm -hmm. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, whatever pressures might have been trying to 
to fall on the shoulders of the people listening to the sound of my voice. God, we make the decision now to take off that pressure, to cast off that weight, and to put it on you because you care for us. And God, we ask you, Lord, we come in fellowship with you right now with thanksgiving, and we ask you, Lord, help us. (laughs) God, we receive your help now. God, give us the wisdom on what what we need to, not just what we need to do, God, show us what what we're going to do with you. God, what what are you going to do in this situation? God, give us that wisdom. God, what do you want to happen in this situation? And God, we receive that wisdom now according to your word. God, we ask for that wisdom and we receive it by faith now. And we thank you that wisdom is ours. We thank you, Lord, that wisdom is ours. But God, we put the whole situation into your hands. God, we put the whole situation into your hands and we thank you. God, that you are always leading us into triumph in Christ. We thank you, Lord, that we overwhelmingly conquer in Christ. We thank you, Father, that we are victorious and we are coming out on top. God, even in this situation, if an answer didn't come into our brains, we still have the answer by faith in you. So God, even if the answer isn't in our brains, the answer is still found in you. So God, we trust you and we thank you, Lord that we have all that we need to reign victorious in this situation. God, we receive it, and we thank you for it. And God, now let the peace of God that transcends all understanding, let that rule and reign in our heart as we fix our eyes on you. And God, even when we say amen, God, we are still remaining in fellowship with you. I thank you, Lord, that that fellowship remains. And as that fellowship remains, our solution is sure. Our answer is sure. Our victory is sure in you. And we receive it now. In Jesus' name, we receive it. Amen. 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 As, as we were praying, just one, one small thing that Holy Spirit brought up, but I felt like I needed to say it because it's important. Let, um, let a lack of peace or a lack of rest become a red flag mm-hmm. immediately. As soon as some something he's taught me to do, and not saying like, I've had it perfect all the time, but he's working on me with, is as soon as I recognize a lack of rest or a lack of peace or even a uh, decrease in joy, <laughs> yeah. let those be red flags immediately yeah. because yeah. he's called us to walk in all three of those things no matter what. Yeah. There's not going to be a situation where he's like, oh, yeah, this isn't a time for peace. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, this isn't a time for joy. This isn't a time for easy and light. There's never a situation where he hasn't called us to walk in those things. So if we recognize ourselves stepping out of any of those, mm-hmm. um, you know, out of a love for him, a love for people, out of his love, you know, any of those things we recognize ourselves stepping out of, that's, an, that's a good indicator that we've stepped out of even just a little bit in that moment abiding in him yeah. and listening to him, stepped out of his peace, stepped out of his yeah. love. And that's, let that be a red flag, not to take on condemnation. Oh, dang it, I missed it. Yeah. But let it just be a, oh, oh no, I started yielding to pressures of yeah. the world or whatever. And let it be, let it be a, a marker for, okay, let me just, don't take on, please, don't take on condemnation for it, mm-hmm. but just hop back into, okay, Lord, you're my answer to yeah. whatever this is. It's not going to worry me. I yeah. cast all that worry on you. Give me your answer. 
and show me what you want me to do. Yeah. Let that be that marker. So I know that was yeah. kind of, I know we just prayed, but as yeah. we were praying, he brought that up. That's, yeah. that's important for everyone. Yeah. So just yeah. want to give that. Yeah, well, and that's what the Bible says in Hebrews 4.1. Yeah. Literally. Therefore, let us fear if, while the promise remains of entering into his rest, any one of you may fall short of it. Yeah. He's not saying get out of rest if you're not in rest. He's <laughs> just saying, hey, let that be a red flag. Oh, yeah. I'm not in rest. Let me instantly enter into that yeah. place of rest, which is in him, in fellowship yeah. with him. Amen. Well, guys, did this encourage you? Did this bless you? If it did, put some emojis, yeah. uh, fire emojis in the comments right now. But guys, we love you. We are so thankful for the privilege it is to minister to you, the privilege it is yeah. to bring the word of God to you. It is an honor. It is a privilege to, to be here with you guys today. And um, and we we just we just love you guys. And and. And as we minister to you, we want to give you an opportunity uh, to sow into this word. We don't ask anything of you. It's completely yeah. free. Uh, we sow this into you. But if the Lord's leading you to sow into this broadcast, we want to give you that opportunity. Uh, yeah. You can go to giveww.org, and there uh, is all access to all the different ways to give. We got, uh, you can give uh, by credit card, one-time recurring. Mm -hmm. You can give by Cash App, Venmo. Text to give, uh, you can give cryptocurrency, PayPal, all those different ways to give are available uh, there. But um, we want to just give you that, we wanted to give you that opportunity. Whatever the Lord's leading you to do. Again, everything we've been talking about, you know, can also fall. Uh, and Becca got, is really fired up, I see. Um, so much so that YouTube was like, do we want to share this? Because there's a lot of fire there. It tried uh, to block that yeah, comment. YouTube was like, do you want to hide this or do you want to share it? I thought it was spam. Yeah. Um, but the Bible says don't give under compulsion. What does that yeah. mean? <laughs> don't give under pressure. <laughs> you know, uh, l literally, don't get, like, we don't want to even give there to be an opportunity for you to feel pressured into giving. Yeah. Just whatever the Lord tells you to do. <laughs> Becca says, how dare you, YouTube? <laughs> Whatever the Lord leads you to do, just be obedient to the Lord and, and, and do that. No pressure. Yeah. Just, yeah. Lord, do you want me to give right now? What do you want me to give right now? Yeah. I, I'm in fellowship with you. And yeah. don't, don't assume that the Lord's going to say, don't sow. You know, sometimes, like, we get to this point, we do this every week, we do this every day, you know, and so we can be like, all right, yeah, we're at the giving message again, you know, and we don't actually seek the Lord. We just let yeah. it pass on by. But this could yeah. be an opportunity for you to receive a breakthrough harvest. This could be that opportunity. Yeah. Not saying that to pressure you, you know. <laughs> like, don't receive pressure, because again, God doesn't lead by pressure. But what we're just saying <laughs> is, hey, in fellowship with the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to just flippantly let this moment pass me by, but I just want to be in you. God, what yeah. do you want me to do? And whatever you tell me to do, that I will do. Amen. So we're gonna bless the seed and then bless. And then be blessed. Uh, yeah, Amen. Just, just pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for everyone who watched today, who sowed their time thank into you. listening to your word being preached, yeah. either today, live, or in the archive, Lord. Thank you for blessing them, for sowing their time into you, into growing in you and their relationship with you. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Lord, for every person who is monetarily sowing as well. You have promised a harvest. Yeah. They are sowing into thank good you. soil. And thank you that that seed is pressed down, shaken <laughs> together, and is running over quickly back yeah. into their hands. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord, for the harvest that are going to come from the seeds that are being sown today. It, it, there's a there's a different there's a there's going to be some there's going to be some testimonies Amen. from the harvest that are coming from the seeds sown today. I don't know if someone did something you know just especially by faith, a big seed or whatever it is, but there's I just feel in my spirit there's going to be testimonies from today. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for faith. Thank you for their faith, and thank you for the testimonies that we're going to hear from the seeds sown today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.